If your footwear is out of date, head to runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. That's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com, where they're committed to bringing the latest brands and quality shoes from Nike, Adidas, Puma, and the Jordan brand. Again, that's runwaysneakercloset.bigcartel.com. What's going on, people? This is live after hours in the man cave with your host Terry Wiggs and your co-host Mark King. Co-host Mark King. Good morning, everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in after hours live from the man camp. I'm your host, Tay Wicks. And your co-host, Mark Senior here. We're going to start it off today. We got some good topics. First and foremost, college football is going on. The top four teams in the country, or do you think these guys have passed the eye test? We know that the new number one team in the country now is LSU. And they just got their, another recruit, the coldest to ever do it. They got him. <laughs> that's one then, heck of LSU's, that's one heck of a name, right? right. <laughs> LSU number one, Alabama number two, the Ohio State number three, number four is Clemson. Do you feel like, in some shape, uh, form, or fashion, that the committee got these four teams right where they should be? Uh, yeah, I do. I think. Uh, I mean, it's my personal opinion. I would have Ohio State at number one. I mean, out of all those teams you just named, they're the only team with what I would say three legitimate Heisman Trophy runners. You know, they got Fields, the quarterback, J.K. Dobbins, the running back, and Chase Young on defense. I think all three of those guys. Yeah, those guys do pass the eye test. Right. They pass the eye test. And then, you know, Alabama, LSU, you know, they always going to be at the top. You know, those are committee favorites. Uh, they, You know, Alabama's still undefeated. LSU, you know, they um undefeated as well. So the only team that I always question is the team that really don't play nobody, and that's Clemson. You know, they're in that ACC conference. They really don't play nobody, though, and they uh out-of-conference schedule is, is really not that tough. So it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. they undefeated, but who have they played, really? Yeah, I think the only team that gave them a scare so far this season was North Carolina. I think they, they squeaked out of that one. I win about two points. But um, like you were saying, Clemson, to me, doesn't pass the eye test. The quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, people were so high on him last year. Oh, he could he could be the number one draft pick right now. I feel like once you play a team for so long, you can start figuring him out. I think a lot of teams have figured him out. The way he's been throwing that ball, they like they know where he like what side of the field he like to go to. I see a lot of teams shortening it up. But there's one thing about Clemson, what they have going good for them. They have a good offensive line, a good D-line. And have a strong running back court. Um, can't take nothing away from them, but I don't think they deserve to be at number fourteen because, like you said, they haven't played anyone in the ACC. It's like they they know they're going to get there just because who they are and because they are the national champions from last year. Um, right. The surprising team to me to, to, to jump number one was LSU. They go say they played the, the tough schedule, the strength of schedule. But when you look at the Ohio State, have the toughest schedule. I would say from here on out, I think every other week now, Ohio State will play somebody at least ranked at least in the top 25. This is my opinion versus anyone else's opinion out there. I think Ohio State should be the clear-cut number one team in the country. This defense reminds me of the defense when they won a national title back in 2015 with Ezekiel Elliott in that defense back there. I'm looking at all these guys. That's what that team reminds me of. For some reason, I don't know how Ohio State find these defensive ends. They had both the Bosa brothers. Now you got Chase Young. Chase Young to me like he could be a, a true, a true 
legit Heisman Trophy candidate. Can he win it? No. They might. They won't <laughs> give it to an offensive player. But in my eyes, he like he he, he changed the game. He changed the mm-hmm. game. So when you out there, you have to find out where is Chase Young at. If you don't see him, he's coming. Alabama, the roll tie. Another team who doesn't play anybody. They they play <laughs> nothing but cupcakes. And by the time they do play a ranked team, Auburn, LSU, most of them guys already beat up on each other. And like you said, I'm living here in SEC country. ESPN own. ESP, ESPN has a partnership with the SEC. So that's why you always want to see them ranked very high. Like I said, <laughs> Ohio State proved that they Ohio State proved that they can beat the big boys. As a matter of fact, they are one of the big boys. Why do <laughs> why I, my 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 whole thing is why all the Big Ten teams have to travel to the South to come play them team on their neutral ground? How come they how come they can't come up here on the on the rainy cold October or November to play some real football in the weather and terrain? Because nine times out of ten, if you if you that good on one of these teams, you're gonna nine times ten you're gonna be on one of these colder climate teams anyway. You might as well come on up here. Adjust that body temperature. And come up here. We come down there and play with y'all in that dead heat, and we cramp up. The first thing you say, you know, this team is not mentally prepared because I think the heat is killing them. Come on up here to the north, play in that cold weather, and see what that's like to get hit in cold weather. Ain't fun. Right. It's different. It's a little different. Them, them, fall, them Midwest fall, fall nights and evenings, it, it just hit a little different on the, uh, the gridiron uh, when the weather is just a little bit, a little bit below chilly. <laughs> right. So, Marcus, if you had to, if you had to rank the teams yourself, who do you think should be in? What team should be out? The final uh, four for college football. So, I would definitely go. You know, Ohio State one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would keep LSU in the top four. I would go with them too. Uh, mm-hmm. And I suppose uh, Alabama can be three. And then I, I would uh, I would go with another Big Ten school at four. I would probably go with uh, like a Penn State at four. You go with Penn. So so you think Penn State has what it takes to get to be a top twenty five? I mean a top four team. I mean as of and, right now, yeah, I don't think they'll stay. You know they got to play Ohio State soon, so I don't think they stay in the top four. My mm-hmm. top four, but just right now, I think they are. So if I had to, all right. Mm. My number one team, of course, would be Ohio State. I think LSU is a strong number two. That's just me. Um, who else? Uh, number three. It's a tough one because I don't know if one of Alabama number three, and I kick. I would definitely kick Clemson out a number four spot just because their strength of schedule is not what I thought it was going to be, and it's just. It's just weird because, like, I know that, like, everybody said you can't they defend a champion to somebody dethrone them. But if you look at their schedule, their schedule is dethroning them on themselves. That's how I feel right. in my eyes <laughs> when I look at it, what they're doing. Um, hmm. A number, a number 14. Uh, you know, this might raise some eyebrows. This might raise some eyebrows in college football. Hmm. I was, well, you know, Oklahoma, that stuff. They lost that one. They had a legitimate to climb up the poles mm-hmm. in the college standings. All right, they they lost sure. that. They they got thumped. They got thumped out there by Kansas State. Georgia fell off. Auburn lost. I, I will take Clemson out. I will slide. I will slide. I will slide. I will slide Penn State in there. I can agree with that one. Penn okay. State. I can agree with that one. 
Penn State at number four. They play gritty. They play hard. I think they're the only team really in the Big Ten Conference that really give Ohio State a legit shot of beating them. If they, we, we know they're going to bring it. We know the team up north can't do it. They can't get no, it. They, so they, right. they talk about Ohio State in their season. They know work. They not even. They not even prepared to uh, play Ohio State with Shea Patterson at quarterback. I don't trust him. Um, uh, that's my top four: Ohio State one, two LSU, three the Roll Tide, and number four Penn State Nifty Lions. Okay, I I can agree with that. Yeah. Now, top three Heisman candidates. You got to pick three Heisman candidates. Right? Who who would be your top three that was going to New York right now? Uh, I'm gonna be a homer. Um, you know, I'm gonna go with Fields. <laughs> Dobbins and Chase Young. You take it. So you gonna have three Buckeyes in there. That would be the first. But in a simplistic and a realistic world, we know that's not happening unless you play NCAA college football. They need to release that again back on EA Sports. Um, and the Heisman candidate, um, no, no Pacific rank, but these are the three people I would go with: Joe Burrows, LSU. Mm-hmm. Number two, you can go with Chase Young. Or Justin Fields. But I'm going to do something different. I'm going LSU with Joe Barrows, a former Ohio State quarterback. So I still got a little Ohio State guy in there. <laughs> I'm going with Chase Young on defense. On defense, I'm going with Chase Young. I like what he's been doing. I like what he's been doing. And number three, Justin Fields. I'll put two Buckeyes in. Okay. And we still wind up with three some way. <laughs> right. Somehow, some way, it's still three. Right. Coach of the year to me, Ryan Day of Ohio State. Because the mid, the, the not the commit, not the committee, but when you turn these other sports networks on, they say can can Ryan Day live up to the Urban Meyer expectations? Can he do this? I don't think Ohio State is just tough enough. This team gave up this many points. Like I said, this team is better this year than they were last year under oh, Urban. Sure. This sure. team is actually putting teams away, just like LSU. I don't know where LSU came out over here. They put in teams away. This needed a quarterback. And they got a running game. When you when you when you when a team like LSU and Ohio State get things clicking, that some of the dangerous teams in the country. So those are my clear cuts. But moving right along, we gonna hop right into this. Uh, we gonna hop right into this uh, NFL football. We got some surprises and some shockers. What's the what, what is the most surprising thing so far going around in the NFL right now? I mean, to me, it's the the San Francisco 49ers. They undefeated. Like you just talked about. Uh, Ohio State, LSU putting teams away. They putting teams away. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the Browns got a taste of it a few weeks ago. You know, I, at that moment in time, I really wasn't respecting the 49ers, but they got my attention. That thumping they they just put on, they got my attention. I don't know if they, I'm trying to look at their schedule, see when they're gonna lose a game. Like their defense is all world stellar. They're run, they running all over people, and you know their quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy G, Gucci, Rock. A descendant of uh, Tom Brady uh, <laughs> mentees. Yeah, another one for you, too. Another Tom Brady descendant is out there balling, too. Um, Jacoby, uh, what's his name? Jacoby Brissett in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. Yeah. All these guys behind Tom Brady actually going somewhere and starting. The Browns had a chance. See, Bill Belichick knew how good Jimmy G was because the Browns wanted him. They traded him. Bill Belichick said, no, we're not going to trade you. I'm not going to mess you up like that, Jimmy G. I'm going to send you out to the West Coast. I'm going to send you out there to San Francisco. You can play under John Lynch as the GM. You know what I'm saying? You can play under Kyle Shanahan as the head coach. And like you said, they have a nasty, ferocious defense. Look at them guys over there. You got you got uh, Nick Bosa over there 
on the defense. You got Richard who want to talk smack all of a sudden, Richard Sherman. You got him on the, the glue stick to the defense, getting these guys anchored in the right way. They have a young core. Most guys they have on there, what they got with five, what they got five first round draft picks starting on defense. They got the the winning formula. It they seems the that way. <laughs> and not only thumping people, they beat the Browns. They thumped the Panthers. They thumped them. I can't believe Jerry McCoy went on social media, not on social media, but somebody recorded him saying, "Hey, we know San Francisco six and zero, blah blah blah. They number talk. They want to talk. We want all the smoke." And guess what happened? Y'all went over there and got all the smoke. It was like 51 to 13. You got all the smoke from the smoke from the exhaust pipe from cars coming into the fan parking lot. Smoke from the from the airplane when the, when they landed. And smoke from y'all helmet from the ox- oxygen that rises from the sweat from the head. You got all the smoke. So for sure. that team's for real. Do this team has enough to take it like to like you said, second half of the season right now. Most teams have most teams have played through already played about seven to eight games. Does this team have enough to push it to another level? To 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 we know they can we already know they uh, for sure lock for the playoffs. But when they get in, can they run another table? When you play in the playoffs, it's a different animal, a different beast. Does this team have enough to take it over the top to win the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl? Because right now they like they they like they passing the eye test. But Tom Brady, man, forty something year old quarterback, man, still doing it, man. Mm. Yeah, I think man, that defense. That's all they're really taking the playoffs. So I, I think they'll be all right. You know, I don't think they're gonna be, you know, putting teams away like they are in a, in a regular season. But I think they got enough to, you know, make things happen come playoff time. See, I think my shock, the shocker team is. I think my shocker team is the Cleveland Browns. I think this team was drinking their own Kool Aid. People was already crowning them champions before they even step on the gridiron. And I was telling, people at work were telling me, "I'm being real, real honest with you, Marcus. Dante, what your Browns gonna do?" I'm a real Browns fan at heart. Got the flag waving outside. I was one of these guys. I wasn't drinking that Kool-Aid. My my cool it was Kool-Aid, but I didn't put no sugar in it. See, everything looks sweet. <laughs> it ain't sweet. It ain't sweet. I was dead serious. I said, you know, I said, you know, I can't. The last time the Browns made the playoffs, we lost to Pittsburgh. That was 2002, my sophomore year of high school. I let you know how long it's been. And ever since then, 5 and 11. Four and twelve. <laughs> Do I gotta keep going? Five and eleven. Five and eleven. Over. Seven <laughs> and uh uh another four and twelve. Five and eleven. Over sixteen. You know what I'm saying? You going one and fifteen. I mean, I said, look, we got Odell Beckham and them boys and Jarvis Landry. At the end of the day, they get they put shoes on like everybody else. They put one shoe on and tie it up one at a time. But at the end of the day, I told people at work. You gotta play first. You can't crown nobody a champion until they get out there. So guess what? This team going out there thinking they can't beat everybody. And first of all, teams not beating them. The Cleveland Browns are beating themselves. As Freddie yep. Kitchens said, to me, he should be fired. Because guess what? He don't wear brown or orange. He don't matter no more to me. <laughs> he don't matter. Odell Beckham is the least targeted wide receiver right now in the league. He's targeted 24%. You got guys around the league that's playing with this is a year of the backup quarterback. You got the backup quarterbacks moving the ball downfield better than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is probably a good they say he's six feet, six one. On the good day, that's, that's on a good day when they winning. But on that bad day, when they actually losing, you see the height. You see the height. He's he's five ten or five nine at best. And he has to 
They closing his windows and gaps up. That's why he's throwing so many interceptions. And, that, and the type of team, that, the teams that are how they play the Cleveland Browns receiver set. They know they got Jarvis. They know they got Odell, Antonio Callaway, and Rashard Higgins, and all them guys. These teams are playing the cover three. So you got to pick and choose who you're gonna throw this ball to. Guess what? They right there. Used to run the game, Freddie Kitchens. Why you not running? The, why you not running the ball? Just like your last thing. You doing everything else, but run, you doing everything else, but you but you not throwing that kitchen sink in. I think you cost yourself a job. I think you cost yourself, yourself a job, young man. I mean, come on now. What you think, Marcus? Because you know, I can go on and on about this. This is this is this is unbelievable. Yeah, he he definitely the the team isn't disciplined. You know, that's a reflection on the coach. Number one, like you said, they beating themselves. The most penalized team in the league. Hold on. Like the, Don't the get me started. Is dead. <laughs> the offense is you said the is most. Flat. Penalized team in the league. They are averaging ten penalties a game, and it's uh, and they get penalties over hundred and forty something yards. I can't believe this coach, Freddie Kitchens, had the audacity when I was watching on Twitter. They asked, they asked him, a reporter. I don't know who it was. Freddie, your team. Can you tell us anything about the penalties? He said, I want to talk about. It. I'm not here to coach penalties. You're the head coach. What you mean you're not here to talk about penalties? But people, I always tell people, if you 8-0, you 8-0. If you 2-5, you 2-5. You are what you are, and the Cleveland Browns are 2-5. That guy got on the podium and said, I am not here to talk about penalties. I don't coach penalties. So what in the hell is you coaching then over there at Lou Groza Road inside that Cleveland Browns practice facility? He don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure like, what's wrong with, like, Fred, the, the, you do coach penalties. That's why we losing, Fred. Come on, man. He got the audacity, Marcus, to go say this. That's how we're going to execute. Yeah, you executing yourself out of the out of the, out of the, the arena. You executing <laughs> yourself away from the players. You are a head coach. You cannot be the, you cannot be the head coach, the offensive coordinator, and try to call defensive plays. Can't do it. And that's why well, the Cleveland Browns would never win. Give me a guy in there that knows freaking football. It's killing me to watch that team with all that talent. If you had a, a real veteran coach like a, a Mike McCarthy who's out there on the market, I bet you can coach that team up better than that. That team would be disciplined. Do you know when, when Eric Mangini was the Cleveland Browns head coach, when they when they got penalties, he make a run in practice? Do you know he, that Eric Mangini team? When he had a Cleveland Browns, it was the least penalized team in the league. You look at this Cleveland Browns, we go through more co- we go through a coaching carousel and a quarterback carousel. I just don't get it, man. I just, just don't, don't get sense. it. It don't make sense. It is no way that Odell should be the least targeted receiver. There's no way that Chubb shouldn't be leading the league in, in Russia. It's like all these things, like it don't make sense. And you look at their schedule, they, they can they can turn things around. But it started at the top. It's a it, it started What's at the top. top. They can turn things around. They got the talent. But it started at the top. What, what got me, Marcus, watching this New England Patriots game, I mean, people had the Browns to lose. You know what I'm saying? But not only did Freddie Kitchens come out there in the first quarter, and we do a three and out, he went out there and threw the ball all three times. Well, all four times, rather. All, yeah, all three times. I'm sorry. Threw the ball all three times. Oh, three and out. It's raining in New England. It's raining. It's raining. You want to then all of a sudden you want to go back out there and run the ball. Smart teams 
with smart coaches is going to adapt to the Cleveland Browns. Bill Belichick won his 300 game on the Cleveland Browns, the former team that he coached, the team that fired him. <laughs> and not only he feels some type of way, he disrespected the Cleveland Browns defense. And when I say disrespected, I'm talking about all caps. That man Tom <laughs> Brady on fourth and seven. Teams don't only really kick the ball away, put it away. Not only did they go for it, they completed for a first down for 12 yards. Come back out another series. Fourth and, what was it? Fourth and nine. Complete the ball again for another 13 yards. To who? His safety valve, Julian Edelman. And where he go to school at? Kent State University. Mm-hmm. So you telling me that the Browns can't do stuff like this? New England, New England, New England is offense is kind of shaky. But at the end of the day, you had a guy back there calling plays who've been in this, in this situation before from the good, the bad, and the ugly. He won Super Bowls there. Six rings on his finger. Mm-hmm. Told, he told his man, let's calm down. They in our house. We're going to take our time. We're going to pick them apart. Browns is very undisciplined. People have high hopes for the Cleveland Browns. Ticket sales is up with the fan base. And the, the sad part is about it, we, can't, we cannot get a winner. We cannot get a winner from the Cleveland Browns. Got that big old nice stadium on the lake. Can't get a win in it. Might as well just, might as well just fall in Lake Erie. Might as well fall in Lake Erie. We got teams like the Buffalo Bills is coming up, doing some great things. This is supposed to be you supposed to have. This is, you're supposed to be running with Baltimore neck and neck. I thought that was y'all coming out party when y'all beat Baltimore. Right. Do you come out here and drop three in a row? Drop that egg? Come on, man. Come on, man. So John Dorsey, buddy boy. John Dorsey, a.k.a. Buddy Boy. Get <laughs> that man out of the, uh, the, um, the arena. Find me a coach that will have some balls that's going to hold players accountable. I think that locker room right now is too free and undisciplined. Somebody got to grab these guys by the nuts and tell them let's roll. Because I don't right. see it. Right I don't see it. I don't see it's it. There. It's not it's there. Not so... Enough with, enough with the Cleveland Browns and Freddie Kitchens doing everything else but throwing the kitchen sink in. The Browns are 2-5. <laughs> they are what they are, folks. They need to make some adjustments right now. you got a defensive coordinator and Tom Munkin. I mean, an offensive coordinator and Tom Munkin. He can't call no plays. What's the point of having an offensive coordinator if he can't call plays? That's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. They're not only Freddie Kitchens. The, the TV is roasting you, bro. <laughs> this dude had a timeout. So I just want to say my timeout. Not only is 4th and 11, she just punted the ball away. You, go, you hold your time up. You take a delay of the game. Then you go for it on 4th and 16. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> they threw the ball four times in a row. Oh, oh, listen, you're not going to forget about that. They're not, they, I'm not letting them off the hook. They threw the ball three times in a row. The first one, the first one, he fumbled. The second one wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about Nick Chubb, he fumbled twice. Yeah. yeah the only, first one was fluke. Is <laughs> 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 it right into his leg? The second one, he fumbled the football, and he should have had common sense when you play in New England. When you get that close, you should have put the ball up to your outside hand. He had the ball inside, which means once the, punt, the player punches out, it's on the field of play. Now, if he had it in his left, on his other hand, they could have, he, could, he couldn't have reached over and punch that ball away because they could have called him for holding on horse collar when he gave the Browns the ball on the one-yard line. So that was definitely a mistake right there. And not only was that a mistake, I thought Freddie Kitchens was the Cleveland Browns running back coach last year. I thought, he should, I thought he taught his guy how to carry the ball. So that's a knock on you, Freddie. <laughs> again. It's uh, Freddie. Again. again. <laughs> Not only Freddie Kitchens, 
It's Freddy Cougar. You might as well call him Freddy Cougar. <laughs> this is a nightmare. This is the nightmare. This is a nightmare. Not only Baker Mayfield, you're going to do some type of trick play in the rain. He flipped the ball right to the New England Patriots offensive lineman. I mean, defensive lineman. Then we get the ball back. They fumble the football to kickoff return, but they, they recovered the ball. Too many turnovers, man. You can't make this up. See, Tony Romo was killing the Cleveland Brown. Right. He interrupted by Tony Romo, who actually fumbled a snap for his team to represent in the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks, against that Sean Alexander team. He, you got a man who's, who dropped, who, who muffled a snap to go to the Super Bowl, roasting on TV, who can't get wins in the playoffs, who never been to the Super Bowl. He had the audacity to come on TV to roast you, Tony Romo. Get out of here, man. You can't listen to guys like that. Mm-hmm. You got roasted by Tony Romo, who was he's an okay, he's not a great quarterback, he's okay because he played a great, uh, behind a great line. But you had a, he had the audacity to say that. I thought it was kind of disrespectful on the plan on the playing field. That wasn't professional at all to talk about on the team and making jokes about them, first and foremost. But the Cleveland Browns are what they are. Moving right along, going right to this NBA, Marcus DeAndre okay. and the Suns. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? This guy gets spent over 25 games for taking a, a diuretic pill. When I seen that, I said, yo, 25 games for a diuretic pill? Like, he's trying to share some less weight. I don't understand. Like, what type of advantage was that getting this man? Right, right. What are you doing? Like, y'all watching the guy say so he looked a little bit more toned up, more physique. But he must take that drug test and say, hey, man, what you want? He probably told me, you know, type of water supplement. What is it? Diuretic. <laughs> Oh, you can't take that, brother, man. You're going to be suspended. We got to send this to the league. We got to check you. You're a big guy. I mean, I'm going to be honest games. with I thought 25 you. games was kind of harsh, but you got to know better than that. <laughs> 25 games? I can't see they could have given him 10. 25 games, though? Who, he out there fighting? <laughs> I'm looking at this, though. Let's, let's put some truth on this. I'm going to name all these players who should be kind of big. You, you tell me what you think. Before the new drug pro, the new drug, the new drug program kicked in this year, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, um, Kevin Love, uh, uh, Jaleel Okafor. I'm just naming guys who's kind of big, right? All right. Before that drug program kicked in, do you think? Do you? I believe that LeBron James, all them guys I just named, some other players out there. I believe these guys were taking some type of supplementary pills to keep their weight down. Cause look at Kevin Love when he's in Minnesota. Kevin Love was no sex symbol in Minnesota. <laughs> he sure wasn't. <laughs> well, no disrespect to him. Roly poly. He get to Cleveland. He get traded. He just didn't lose that weight like that just running around. You know how hard it is to lose weight like that just running around? We got to put some, <laughs> really some hard work and dedication in. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Love was on some type of diuretic pill. LeBron James. Knew, you got to realize LeBron James at that time was the president of the Players Union. The year after that was Chris Paul. Even Chris Paul was looking a little... Little, little kind of roly-poly is there. He's was taking Carmelo Anthony, another one. These guys was probably on that pill. And LeBron James knew it by him being the president of the National Basketball Association. He said, look, guys, so this drug program will kick in sometime in the fall of 2019 or later in 2020. If you want to take it, take it now. Get out your system by the end of 2018. LeBron James gave them the heads up. DeAndre Aiden at that time, still like he was at that time, that was going on, probably in high school or in college. So he didn't get that same type of treatment like the superstars get. These guys know know what's going to happen. They pick and choose their battles, who they want to spend, and all this stuff. So DeAndre Ayton, shame on you. Because your team, 
team right now is looking kind of legit right now. Like they can be no AC watching them because that lead pass right now, man, is going. Um, speaking of speaking of these young these young core guys, when you looking at watching this NBA lead pass markets, which player to you right now as you flicking through most of these games and got your feet kicked up, you drink in your hand, and um, which one of these teams that you really watch that you very really intrigued by? Uh, it's, it's a couple teams, a handful of teams. You know, um, again, being a homer, I'm gonna start off with my Cavs. You know, last night they looked good for three for three and a half quarters. You know, against you know, I would say the the East is one of the East top teams. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks. They kind of had them on the ropes. You know, John Beeline's new offense. You know, has been really clicking. Um, so they've been interesting to watch. And uh, the Atlanta Hawks, man, that Trey Young, that Trey Young game, he's a walking bucket. He leading the I league in points right now. I, I, you know. He is just hitting on all cylinders, passing, laying up, you know, getting to the bucket, you know, making a, uh, the right reads on defense even. Like, they is – they really looking good, too. They're looking like a, a playoff contender as well. The ice tray. Uh, There's a couple of guys I've been very intrigued by watching. Um, look at that young Cavaliers court with that little backcourt with Colin Saxton and Darius Garland. Not too bad. Still got to work on some things. Tristan Thompson – is doing other things, you know, hitting threes. Uh, like you said, and then the Hawks is, is definitely one of the teams to watch to see what they got. They gave the city sisters the fighting chance last night. I'm surprised how Chris Paul is handling his situation at OKC with that young guy over there with Shy um, Gorgeous Alexander. He's definitely a must watch. Um, but so far, for some reason, though, the the intriguing team I've been I've been concerned about is the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, they won last night, but they was they get off to a rocky start. They don't have the same type of firepower because you got no Kevin Durant. He's in Brooklyn. Andre Iguodala trying to get out his contract in Memphis Grizzlies. Sean Livingston retired. No David West. He's in retirement mode. This is a whole different team. You 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 sneaking guys into the formula and trying to teach guys how to win, like a D'Angelo Russell. You're looking at the young guys, Amari Spillman, who is, by the way, a, a Cleveland Central Catholic High School graduate. You look out of shape. Came in training camp out of shape. He still looks out of shape. Uh, you got Kevon Williams going to be missing some time in weeks due to an injury. So you, you're you looking at a whole bunch of new guys who's trying to come into a team who've been to the NBA finals for five straight years trying to find their way and their stitch onto this team. So we're going to find out how good Steve Kerr is really a coach. Can he coach this team to get into the playoffs? Because you ask me, do they have enough to get to the playoffs? They can get there, but I don't think they will be there. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. <laughs> I don't think so. Because, I mean, every night. I mean, every night or every other night, whenever they play, that means, you, that means Steph got to score beyond 35 points. Draymond Green got to give you damn near a triple-double. You got to make sure DeAndre Russell get his points because right now DeAndre Russell look kind of a streak in the games I've been watching. He just got ejected in the other night. So you look at this young Golden State Warriors team, can Steve Kerr coach these young boys up and give them that fire? It's a different beast where you don't have another, another scoring option to go to. Now, then they had Kevin Durant. We're talking about a different type of Warriors um, record right now. I keep telling everybody the best cook in the kitchen it's not Seth, Seth Curry. It's my guy, uh, Clay Thompson. Best two-way player. One of the best two-way players in the league. Offense, offensively and defensively. 
it brings a little bit more to the table for them guys. Um, now everybody can double team a Steph Curry. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Well, we ain't, Amari Spelman ain't gonna got to shoot that. Oh, DeAndre Russell, you ain't you ain't that supreme shooter. Don't hit me. Right. No dream. You ain't gonna shoot the ball like that. So this is a different team. They gotta change something up about their offense. They can't get back into that running gun mode because guess what? We gonna rub Steph Curry up. Um, that's a lot going on. I'm looking at John Morant. Definitely like how he did. He he was ready for the occasion against Kyrie Irving the other night, who I thought would play stellar. Uh, my top three rookies right now to lead: John Morant is one. Uh, R.J. Barrett. It's giving people the issues. I think you lead all rookies with steals. I think you average like two and a half steals a game. Um, I think uh, so far another another rookie. I think everybody don't see, but I think people are sleeping on them just because they don't have the NBA lead pass. If you do, um, check out the Memphis Grizzlies with DeAndre Hunter, the young the young guy from uh, Virginia on the glass. Man, he's a Canadian too. So the yeah, guys out there are balling. They out the there balling. The young guys out there are balling. So. No. Do you think uh, – what about Derrick Rose? That's what I'm going to say. Derrick Rose getting MVP chance in his last couple of home games. Is there is, – is, is, as, as, as the people in Chicago call him, is pull back. It's pull back because he's showing me glimpses and flashes. He's getting his speed back. He's feeling more there. His legs – I feel like his legs is under him. He's a walking basket again. Derrick Rose rejuvenated himself once he came to Cleveland. Worked out with them great people down there at Cleveland Clinic to get them going. Worked out with LeBron James and just told him to overcome his fears and play ball. Do what you know, do what you know and you love best. Play ball. And Derrick Rose did it in Minnesota with that 50-point game. Now he in, in Detroit putting up buckets. And he got uh, Andre and Drummond up there tearing the rims up. And a game winner last night. He looking like the he looking like he's trying to return an MVP, Derrick Rose. You know, you got Detroit looking looking real tempting to be at that A spot. You know, once they get Blake Griffin back, uh-huh. Detroit may be, you know, maybe a surprise team in the East. They're looking real feisty. And you know what? Speaking of Detroit, Dwayne Casey. I thought ISO Joe was gonna make the roster. He said Dwayne Casey came out and said it hurting him to do to tell Joe Johnson I had to cut him because he had swelling in the knee. <laughs> I said, wow, you cut him, right? Because he got swollen knee. Ain't, ain't Blake Griffin out the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. That, that's and, crazy that, that Blake, it seemed like every year he had, like, you know, swelling of the knee or somewhere wrong with his knees. Right. And, it's, and it, it, it was, it was, it, it fails me that you cut Joe Johnson and gave his position to an unproven guy, Christian Wood, for Joe Johnson? This is Joe Johnson. <laughs> if, you, if you go around Detroit right now and ask anybody in the 313 from one mile all the way down to the seven mile to eighth mile, and you know who Christian Wood is? Somebody might say, no, I don't know who that is. Oh, I'll probably, oh, I think I went to school with him. He's one of my homeboy's friends. How tall is he? They probably, oh, 5'11". No, I'm talking about Christian Wood playing for the Detroit Pistons. He's like uh, a taller version of uh, Jeremy Lamb, uh, about 6'10", 6'11". Like, no, I don't know who that is. But it's Joe Johnson, though, like a potential Hall of Famer. Who won the Big Three championship? Like you cut him because he had swollen a knee, and Blake Griffin got the same injury. You could just put him on the shelf, just sign Christian Wood. Then once he came back, you said Christian Wood out to the G League as a two-way player. Dwayne Casey, shame on you, and that's why you got fired on Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that is called big facts. That's what <laughs> big facts. Big facts. Big, big facts. Then 
going around the league, watching the different teams. Why why is Jamal Crawford still unsigned? Why is he still available to teams around the league? Someone pick up Joe Johnson because somebody need a score. Why not to go to State Warriors? He needed another score. He, I think he fit in fabulous. Why not the Lakers? Catavius Caldwell Pope was out here putting out donuts. $15 million contract played 27 minutes and gave me zero points. Like, come on, man. You're in the starting start lineup. You played 27 minutes with no points. I mean, up until, what, like a couple games, like yesterday or the day before, Tristan yeah. Thompson, who, who hasn't made a three in his career, made one last, you know, you know, two nights ago. And Caldwell Pope hadn't made a three yet. But Tristan Thompson out here, you know, making career, career, <laughs> career numbers in threes. Right. So there's a lot, there's a lot going to be said about these young teams going around the league. Um, and just so much to talk about right now when you're looking at this, when you look at these NBA teams and what teams it's going through. It's still early. It's still early when you're looking at some of these teams. I'm looking at some of the standings. You got Philadelphia three and zero, Toronto three and one, Atlanta Hawks two and one, the Heat two and one. Jimmy Butler getting his debut tonight, his first debut tonight in a Miami Heat jersey. Uh, Boston Celtics two and zero. But you looking at everybody else, the East is still open. But the team that is to surprise me in the East right now is the Indiana Pacers. They zero and three. They're still trying to figure out how to win games without Victor Oladipo. So we're going to see San Antonio's a surprise team at three and zero. The Timberwolves at three and zero. Can Carl Anthony Towns right now? Carl Anthony Towns is trading water to, as an MVP candidate right now. It's still early, folks. Carl Towns is averaging what thirty-two points per game, eighteen rebounds. So you're looking at them. The Clippers are a surprise team. They four and one. Everything is wide open right now. No, nothing new. New Orleans. New Orleans zero and four. I think if they had Zion in a couple of games, I think New Orleans would be two and two. That's just me. Sacramento, Sacramento people. Zero and four. This is the first time Sacramento <laughs> went two thousand and eight. So this is nothing new, people. Sacramento Kings is Sac- Sacramento Kings hasn't been great since Chris Webber, Vladi Divac, Pedro Stoyakovich, Bobby Jackson, Scott Pollard. Gerald uh, Wallace, aka Crash, Mike Bibby. Since these guys left, the Kings is unheard of. Mm. The Kings are unheard of. You might as well move them to the East and, and, and level up because the West got more teams. Put them in the East and uh, let them start winning some games. Right. Yeah. The Kings and the um, and the Pacers, both two teams. You know, everybody was you know high on about you know making a push. You know to get that mm-hmm. uh, for the you know the Pacers to be a top team in the East. You know, and the, the Sacramento Kings, you know, they're talking about getting them, giving them that A slide. It's, it's looking bleak. Both sides is looking bleak. You know, and yeah. the Kings got everybody healthy, whereas, you know, the Pacers, you know, they're waiting for Victor Oladipo. I don't know what the Kings' excuse is. It's the Kings, man. Buddy Divas, they GM. He gave Buddy Hill, what, eight, what, not even something million contract? At least in that contract, he went out there last night, he went, what, two for 12, two for nine, like, and you can't get somebody ninety million dollars and they'll perform now. Well, I give you ninety million dollars, you better be out there scoring in, in, in the high twenties. For sure, for sure. And the one thing I'm gonna say about teams that's losing like to the young core guys, like I keep saying, Marcus, we always piggyback on there, there's not enough veteran guys in the league. You don't have guys like a Vince Carter on like you got Vince Carter on the Atlanta Hawks. Came back one year because he seen the potential with his young team have. And you can tell that he's spending time with his team. What is Sacramento Kings doing? Who are they veteran? Who is they veteran? Buddy Hill? <laughs> Buddy. Come on, man. You talk about most veterans in the league now, been in the league for six years. You can look at their age. The first thing you say, damn, he's 25 years old? When you look at, <laughs> when you go look at veterans, when we was a kids watching the basketball game, and you're looking at veterans, you look at when Kobe, when he came to the league. 
his veteran already was a Byron Scott that was on the team army. That was that veteran. AC Green was their veteran. Robert Ory was his veteran. You know what I'm saying? You look around and see winning cultures. You go look at D Wade in the league. His his veteran was was Alonzo Mourning, Antoine Walker, Jason Williams, Shaquille O'Neal, feeding them knowledge. These young guys, when, when the game is over, the first thing they do, they go home and play Fortnite. All you hear is this when they go home. <laughs> you got to find ways to win in this league. Dude, this is a grown man. This ain't college basketball. When you play twice a week, you may play on a Tuesday, you're going to play on, on, on Saturday morning. Nah, man, this is a big boy's league. You got to go home and study film. When you having a bad shooting night, you go to the, when that game is over, you go to that arena or where you at or the, the practice gym room. You stay back for an hour. You put you put some work in, and get some shots up, so you so you can feel comfortable out there. You can't go into a shooting slump. That's what veterans are for. Hmm. And a lot of these guys are weak minded. So somebody got yep. somebody got to get into these kids' minds and let them know that you can do it. You got to get. It's gonna be some hurdles and obstacles that you got to go through and run through to get over. Anything definitely. you want to add, Mark? Definitely, you know, definitely agree on that. And that's what the veterans are there for. You know, when things get rocky to tell, you know, hey, young man, you know, we've been here before. You know, we, we've been through this many seasons. You know, we've been on teams where we start off rocky, but we had, you know, slumps. But you always can't write the shit. You know, you always got to stay focused, you know, day in, day out. Just treat every day like it's his first. You know, and that's those two teams in particular are lacking that type of guy in the locker room. I just feel like they'd be better. And once some teams get some, look at uh for a prime example, Luka Dante's veteran last year was who? Dirk Nowinski. Dirk Nowinski was passing the torch. Dirk was coming off the bench during games. Dirk didn't have to come off the bench at all. Look at Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, passing the torch. I'd be a, a proven championship winner. Look at look what look what uh Tony Parker did with that one year with Kimball Walker. You need a veteran. You get these veterans, I mean, they, they put these guys in the right position. So on that note, Mark. Anything you gotta tell the people out there? I'm good. I'm good. Well, on that note, folks, thank y'all for tuning in. If you don't have NBA lead pass out there, I suggest you guys go get that. This is gonna be a one hell of an NBA season so far. NBA lead pass and these NBA players running lead have not let us down. With no further ado, I'm Tate. This is after hour live from the man cave. I'm Tay Wiggs. This is Mark Senior. Y'all out of here. Peace. Thank you for listening to After Hours Live from the Man Cave Podcast. If you would like to hear more from me and my man, Tay Wiggs, please go to your favorite podcast listener and subscribe to us. We are just about everywhere nowadays. We're on Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts. So if you like what you hear, subscribe to us to hear more. Oh, and before I go, please also hit up our Anchor profile page that's anchor.fm forward slash after hours live from the man cave and click that little purple button that says support this podcast and help us out. Peace.